We here at Racket Rock would like to thank our patrons. Severick. Michael Hopkins. Yodlitz. Brownie Davis. Dead Gunner. Michael Drescher. James Burns. Michael Davis. Stephen Vest. Steve Areza. Carl Black. And William Wilson. Thanks, everyone. Now recording. Hi, Craig. Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. Uh, Welcome to another Ragnar Rock actual play. Um, Today we're going to be playing Under Hollow Hills. This is what I think is going to be the series finale of the Jersbleem Brothers Hippodrome Fantastique. Uh, Under the Hollow Hills performance. Known as, uh, 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 guys, that's that's our next campaign. Is guys, if this is like the <laughs> thing oh we gosh. get like super well known for this campaign, we would be the uh guys. We would be the uh guys. It's true. <clears throat> Let's see if I could find an RPG about guys. If we're Continue if we're looking. If we're looking to get close to it, we could always play GURPS, so it'll be, uh, GURPS? <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? GARP. <laughs> oh, well. We love you. Um, so, I'm sorry that uh, I got you dragged bodily to hell last game. <laughs> but that was a thing that happens. I mean, he kind of deserved it. He did. He was eating all those people. Yeah. Tormenting their their uh, lost spirits. Um, so, uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves in alphabetical order by first name, and then we'll get into a recap of what happened last time. All right. So that means I'm first. I am Alex, and I. Well, wait, wait. Are we going by our character's first name or the player's first name? Uh, go with your actual first name. I feel like that's probably okay. easier for everybody to remember. Yeah. All right. So I am Alex, and I am playing the messenger, Reginald Splat Esquire. He's a mortal. Uh, he is a late middle age portly gentleman. He wears very uh, eccentric and colorfully colorful clothes. Uh, he has a bright teal vest and an orange shirt and. Uh, he has a vest that has many, many pockets in it. He's got a big, wide-brimmed hat with a huge plume feather in it. Uh, he follows along the circus in his own wagon, which is composed of several little rooms, which is each filled with a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and it's pulled by a pair of mated peacocks of extraordinary size named Punch and Judy. He uh, has a... Bracelets of ornately carved gold studded with jewels from Lady Minerva, a fairy queen. Uh, he also wears a belt of coins around his waist uh, that is made of cold iron, but no fairy could touch it because it'll hurt them or kill them. But I wear it by their trust. Did you name the peacocks or did the the playbook name the peacocks? I named, the, I named the peacocks. Excellent and choice, that's, by the that's way. That's Reginald Splats. Thank you. He didn't mention his mustache curled up. Oh, that's right. Yes, he has a, a mustache that's waxed up into a little curl on each end. 
feel like he's, that's he's Harvey Mudd from Star Trek. Harry. I, I wasn't Harry. embarrassed oh, yeah, before, but now I am. Okay. All right. And next I believe have... I'm next in the yes, alphabetical Mr. order. Correct. Mr. Edward. I will be playing Uncle Jersbleem. Uh, Uncle Jersbleem is the boondoggle hob. He rides in a big rumbling wagon pulled by a bear, pair of burly serps, surly, surly bull pigs. Not burly soul pigs. That would, be completely, <laughs> that would be completely different. He carries a polished, knotted skull club and a wicked look, look, little hook-shaped knife. Um, he's wearing a raw hide coat stained with old adventures shedding wiry hairs. He has a giant pet snake that's yellow and black like a hornet. Um, and uh, he is currently... I think he went full summer. I don't remember. Um, he's got a shapeless felt hat with silk shoes and patterns, glittering eyes and a lumpy face. He looks kind of like a frog. He's very red and he has a formidable um, appearance. Um, in, as far as relationships go, Dahl finds themselves constantly on my bad side, all undeserving. Every session I must find some reason to confront them if I can. And I've taken unaccountable liking to Prince Paul. Every session I must draw them out if at all possible. Oh yeah, we never said, uh, we never said Reginald Splat's bond, um, bonds, did we? No. No, we didn't. That's it. That's all Alex is going to say. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man of mystery. Uh, he is. He is. Um, I can say uh, Reginald's bonds because I have them here. Just for the you sake of the listeners. You wouldn't dare. All right, fine. I won't do it. You can remain a man of mystery. <laughs> you and, is he an you international man of mystery? I am. He's just national. He's definitely an interstate man of mystery. Yeah. Both New York and Montana. Mm-hmm. Montana Max? Yeah. Um, speaking of so Montana... Next... Speaking of Montana Max, I'm Eric, and I'm going to be playing Doll, the stick figure. Uh, she is currently mostly in summer. Uh... She's got a doll-like face, canvas white skin, a pretty dress, and a womanish figure. But the winter part of her, she has hint, um, you can see her hinges in her joints. Because she is a living doll. Um, she could fall apart at will. Uh, she could fall apart at other people, too. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, uh, she's got a very lovely voice that everyone likes. Um, she has a broom named Bertram. Uh, for her bindings, Uncle Jersbleem knows where I came from or who made me, but won't tell me. If I blurt out to them what I think is going on, express myself to them in capering antics, or choose an option that affects them when I get to work, they can freely ignore me, no matter what I roll or what I choose. And I've taken Uncle Jersbleem to be my especial role model, following them around and trying to match their style in a plum. I can never confront them or waylay them. 
And I love doll. <laughs> sure do. And uh, last session, you uh, you won that bet, so she had to shut up for a while. Yep, but she but she, she knows, knows sign language, right? <laughs> um, and last but not least, we have. It is I, Jimmy the Jam Jam, playing Prince Paul of the human world. Um, he he uh, pretends to be a prince. He is of the fairest land in from Gelderland. Um, uh, sir, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Reginald Splat Esquire knows what I am, but keeps confidence for their own reasons. Uh, I can never confront them or pass myself off to them as royalty incognito because um, he knows that Gelderland is not a real thing. And, um, you know, and he's nice enough to me to not rat me out to anybody else. Uh, and Uncle Jersbleem is my honest friend, though they don't know what I am. I can never put them off, and if I ever touch them with iron, they must choose to die. Please don't touch me with iron. Oh, I would never do such a thing. You're my honest friend, because we all know how honest Uncle Jersbleem is. <laughs> He's been pretty honest for the past couple of games. Yeah, he has been. Yeah, uh, my my position in the in the crew is I sell novelties, trinkets, tickets, and refreshments, and uh, I'm kind of like the lookout. I'm always there, always watching, and always listening quietly. Always watching. Um, so my bindings so- are that Uncle Jersbleem used to visit me as a child. I've known them my whole life, and I can never put them off. And also that Prince Paul came to me for help, and it turned out to be costly for me. Whenever I see them, I must size them up. I think we've been forgetting to do that. We have. James has been missing games, too. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, what do you guys remember about last session? Uh, Tell Prince Paul what he missed out on. So, uh, he hasn't, I don't think James, James is in the first Goblin King game for the, the, um, nearly yearly festival, but I think he missed the second game, right? No, I think he was in the second Were you in the second, second game when we actually put on the show for the Goblin King? Yeah, yeah. We I was there for the Goblin King. I was there for a lot of it. The only thing I missed was the last session where you guys were going to prep for this performance. Okay. So in the last game, on our way to um on our way to our performance in hell, I forget how did we end up in the lake? We were we had to follow the ghosts down to the afterlife. Right, but how did we end up? We knew oh, it was just, a ghost village. You walked in. You yeah, did. you you just had a you had a performance scheduled in in the ghost town under the lake. Right. We we had a performance scheduled um, at a, in a in a town that ended up being underwater. And when we walked in, everyone was talking about how the town was going to be flooded soon. Uh, and we realized that it was a town of ghosts that um, were not aware that they were dead. And they, uh, there was a lawyer in the town, a man named William the Wilson, who was 
trying to convince the matriarch of the town, Mrs. Savage. Yep. To sell her. She was the last holdout. She was the last person who hadn't sold her land um, so that they could flood the town uh, and build a dam. And uh, we realized that they were all dead, so we set out to um, create a show to gently remind these people that they were dead um, so that they would travel to the underworld and bring us with them. And we did. And in the process, yeah. And in the process, we found out that William the Walson was actually um, a, a, a Kelpie or a Selkie. Yeah. I always get those two confused. Kelpie. He was a Kelpie that was dining on the souls of the, uh, the, the village. So we convinced the village to drag him bodily to hell. And they did. Yeah. And, uh, we followed them. So we're Um, in the underworld now. Well, so, so speaking of that, I believe that I narrated that Prince Paul actually uh, stepped down from one of the carriages and uh, stayed waiting by the side of the road when you guys went underwater for your performance. Right. So let's, uh, let's, let's focus in on Prince Paul. Um, Basically, the entire circus was charging at breakneck pace uh, down a road that led up to the edge of a lake, and the the uh, horses and the draft animals and the carriages all basically like splashed in and submerged. Uh, and you decided that you uh, wanted no part of that, um, so you decided to wait by the lake shore. Uh, some, sometime later, um, you hear the, uh, the distant, uh, strains of, um, calliope music, um, the, the sounds of the, uh, Hazelbreak Orchestra playing with a Hazelbreak wind ensemble, whatever, whatever they are, I forget. Wind ensemble. Um, and, and you can see under the lake, uh, an an odd array of flashing lights. Um, you you get the sense that the the circus is performing. Um, sometime later, um, you you see the entire uh, the entire valley kind of uh, rumbles. Um, the the moon goes behind a cloud uh and you can see from the bottom of the lake this eerie green light that seems to emanate and just illuminate everything um you you see under the water the the surface of the water the rippling surface uh and an old an old town um looks to be like early 20th century uh new england construction um it seems to be decorated for a party there's uh there's crepe paper streamers and um there's a there's a banner hung that says uh old home days festival um and you see the wagons of the of the circus 
um, begin charging into this fissure at the bottom of the lake that has that has opened up. Uh, so, what do you do? So essentially, everyone just kind of left me, and I'm now looking at the lake. No, we didn't. We didn't leave you. You you decided that you didn't want to go underwater because you can't breathe underwater. Yeah. So um, basically, uh, there there was there was no special consideration or arrangement made for the mortals uh, <clears throat> among among the circus. Um, so you decided you would you would sit out the performance. But now it seems like they are all uh, making way for this uh, hole in the ground uh, at the bottom of the lake. I hope there's a frog uh, on the log in the hole in the bottom of the sea. I hate you. Prince Paul just watches the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, it's wet and I don't want to get wet, so I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to watch the performance from here. All right. Well, the the performance, uh, the, performance. the performance has ended. It, like I said, it it looks like uh, the circus has packed up and they are they are all uh, disappearing into this hole in the ground. Um, the the water doesn't seem to be draining out of the lake. Uh, there's just a, a glowing fissure uh, with green, strange, eerie green light emanating from it. Um, and one by one, the wagons are disappearing into it. Um, well then, how, um, how did uh, Reginald Splat Esquire get into the the circus? Then, if it was underwater, did you make yourself like a diving suit. I had scuba gear in my in my truck. Yeah, he had a wetsuit. Right. Are you just repeating "wet" every time someone says "wet"? Wet. You should have said it <laughs> twice, Eric. James said it twice. Wet. Yeah, so basically Uncle Jerry's being planned an underwater performance without considering the mortals. Sorry. Okay. Uh, now you guys are all disappearing into a portal in the in the bottom of the ocean. Uh, bottom of the lake. Oh and uh and I'm just up here uh watching. That's uh that's good to know. Um it's not like there's radios or two way communication devices for us to communicate. Um I mean we can Alex always can build we can always say that yeah, we can always say that um, that you have a radio, you have a walkie-talkie, and maybe Reginald has one. Um, Reginald, I'll, I'll say, I'll say that it occurs to you um, as as you're loading up your wagon that Prince Paul is still waiting by the shore. Reginald, can't you build a bridge to him? Uh, I could. Where's my Where's my thing? Nope, that's the wrong clicky. Uh, Isn't that one of your moves? It is one of my moves. Stop telling me what my moves are. I'm also curious as to how walkie-talkies are going to work underwater. Let me try building a bridge. Let's see what happens. I'm going to roll 2d6 plus 1. I believe it's plus 1. Build a bridge is plus 1. That's a negatory. Got a 6. On the cost of this machine here. (laughs) <laughs> on a miss oh wait choose one and the opposite of one and tell them that they may be put off by your attempt or even insulted 
so. that makes sense. He's annoyed that we're leaving without him. Yeah. Yeah. So I choose one. I'm going to choose um, the bridge is inviting. I'm going to choose the bridge is inviting. But then I have to I also choose the opposite of one. I choose the opposite. <laughs> I can choose the opposite of the bridge is protected by a password. But that's silly. I'm going to make it interesting <laughs> and I'm going to choose the opposite of the bridge is strong. No. Okay. Uh so so what does it look like when you open a bridge to Prince Paul and uh it is uh, it is inviting but tenuous. So this is probably a more physical bridge. So I'm imagining uh, as we're as we're heading down into the underworld, uh, Reginald is sitting on his wagon, and I think uh, Mrs. Savage was riding up front with him. Uh, and he suddenly goes, "Oh, I forgot the little bastard!" And I <laughs> turned back because uh, because he's not a, he's not a fan of Prince Paul. So I, I turn back and say, it's time to go, boy! And there's just, like, a tunnel that forms in the water, like this, this swirling vortex. Uh, and so there's, like, a five-foot diameter circle that just forms from where we are all the way up to the surface of the water. And you could hear, uh, as, like, this hole just forms, you could hear, it's time to go, boy! Uh, but uh, it's... It's still swirling around the outside, uh, and there's lots of water dripping down, uh, and you could see that as we're getting pulled further away, the opening is starting to close, so it's slowly, slowly shrinking. Um, all right, so so Prince Paul, you see this, you see this tunnel in the water uh, manifest, uh, and and you hear Reginald's voice. Uh, calling you like a like a servant maybe um but he has made a bridge for you so so what do you do i i mean uh, who are you calling boy and i just like i i start running down there to to, to you start yelling at him to his face <laughs> and uh and i notice that it's getting smaller so i kind of pick up the pace a little bit all right uh it is like being in the tube, as the surfers say, uh, he, the water is swirling all around you. Uh, you you get soaked, um, and the the tunnel starts collapsing behind you um, as as the wagon train draws further and further away. Um, as he as he gets close, I'm going to be nice, and I'm going to. I'm, uh, Reginald yells out to him, "Here, put this on!" And I toss him an empty fishbowl to put on his head. <laughs> I, I I catch it. I, I put it on my head without thinking, and then as I I get to the carriage and sit down, I'm like, "What? It, it's just a fishbowl." Believe. Oh, I have to size him up because now I see him. Yeah, you do have to size him up. I was just about to say. Uh, Is that just a thing? Size them up. All right. Size them up. 2d6. Charlie Brown. Plus 2. Oh, that's an 8. So. Cross. 
When you put someone off, when you draw someone, when you size someone up. On a hit, ask them questions. They must answer honestly. There are things. Uh, these are things that you realize about them from just a quick look. You need not speak or interact in any way. So on a seven to nine, ask them one. Um, hmm. What do you hope will happen? What do you fear? And how prepared are you for each? <laughs> Yeah, I hope that we can get to where we're getting, where I can breathe. Um, what was this? What was like? What do I hope will happen? What do you hope will happen? happen? What do you fear? And how prepared are you for each? Well, I hope we can get somewhere safe so I can hit you with this bowl. Um, I'm definitely very much afraid of drowning because all you gave me was a bowl and you called me boy. So both of those things are kind of put on the side right now because I'm pretty sure I'm about to drown. And, uh, yeah. Oh. Speaking of which, Prince Paul, why don't you weather the storm? James, do you have headphones you can put in? You got a real bad echo. Your face is an echo. Shit. It is. Ouch. Ouch. Oh no, Alex is insulted. <laughs> I'm not a fairy. Right. But if I get insulted on Alex's behalf, I die. Although I am I got a ten. taking my fishbowl back. Alright, uh, so in that case, um, you choose two or three of the following. Uh, sorry, on any hit, you choose one. Either the storm rages around me but doesn't move me from my place, or I ride the storm where it carries me but I don't lose my feet. Uh, well, I think I'm going to ride the storm where it carries me. Okay. Um, so the I'm, I'm going to say that the, the tunnel, the tube, starts collapsing behind you, uh, and you are carried forward by a by a rush of water that uh, plows forward and pushes you forward through the swirling vortex in defiance of, of physics and all, all common sense and anything that you thought would happen in the natural world. And then you can also We're choose two... the th- natural world. Uh, then you can also choose two or three of the, of the others from the, follow- from the other list. Do you need the common plays? No, I got it. I'm just reading. The town was in the the human world, right? Yes, yes. it's a well. It's it's technically it's technically a, a liminal space. It's on the borderland between life and death. Um, but yes, the town the town and the lake were originally in the human world. Right. Well, I'm definitely uh, calm enough and quick enough. Ryan, could you link those right. moves anyway? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, so in that case, uh, I'm going to say Prince Paul. You uh, the the wave pushes you forward, uh, and you you swing up uh, onto the uh, onto the um, the front of Reginald's carriage. The like the the sideboards. You're you're kind of cl- left clinging to the side of it. 
Uh, but you made it. <laughs> Where we're going, there better be dry land and air for me to breathe. And God, do I hope it's warm. I need to dry off. Well, we're going to hell, so it'll definitely be warm. What? Hell? Um, and, and just as he says that, uh, Punch and Judy go over the edge, uh, taking the, taking the wagon with him, um, and the, uh, Fisher seals up behind you, uh, leaving, leaving the lake, uh, dark and cold and silent. Um, so, uh, we, we cut to some time later, um, not not everybody uh in in the lake town was uh in the in the uh forgotten town of flagstaff was destined for hell in particular um so so a lot of the a lot of the townsfolk who traveled with you um uh break off and and go their own way as they cross over into the hereafter um there are there are a group of them uh who uh, very, very jovially uh, whisk off William the Wilson uh, in another direction uh, where where you can't follow. Um, Uncle Jay, he he uh, howls and screams and swears revenge on you. Um, he he swears that that he'll get you for this. Uh, that that you know you'll see him again, uh, and that there will be a reckoning, the likes of which the world has never seen. Um, and and then he's he's off and gone. Um, and then you find yourself journeying uh, toward the infernal realm. Um, Hell, hell is a state of mind, uh, uh, a nebulous and um, transitory place, uh, ever, ever shifting. Um, sometimes um, you're you're journeying along a uh, a narrow strip um, through an ever burning lake of fire. Um, Sometimes you're just wandering through a through a dark fog, uh, or or a nightmare forest. Um, sometimes you you look around and you see the faces of your companions uh, just sort of grown over uh, with um, with with sinew and moss and and flesh, uh, and you all seem to be a part of this huge living breathing uh mega organism of of combined souls uh locked together in never ending pain it's it's weird uh luckily those those moments don't last too long um oh, but you good. journey you journey through hell uh for for days on end uh and it is a a long and harrowing journey um so everybody roll plus nothing to see how the how the trip affects you Oh God, uh, I got snake eyes. Dice Golem is not liking me. I only got a five. That's, that's, that's a two for eyes. me, Bob. I rolled a pair of twos. Okay, <laughs> we're not doing well. No, wait. 
There's Ed. Are we adding anything, or are we just rolling? Uh, nope, just roll plus nothing. Why does it say plus one? Nope, I rolled a six, because it added one for some reason. Because he okay, rolled a six so and a one. You, you all... I rolled a six and a one. No, I rolled seven. I'm good. You I'm all failed. Seven. No, I rolled uh, a seven. seven. Ed got a seven. Ed got a seven. Okay. Six plus one. Yeah, 2d6. You, you did it. Um... All right. Uh, so, so Uncle Jay, uh, it is it is a harrowing journey. Um, you you see and experience many things uh, that are unpleasant, disturbing, and uh, generally uh, discomforting. Um, so you uh, step toward winter twice, um, and you take minus one forward to your next roll uh, because okay. you're just that shaken. Oh, jeez, that's um, what happened to the one guy who succeeded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, everybody I'm else... Unappro- Go ahead. I uh, turn unapproachable and pumpkin brown. Um, and you also you also take one from... Uh, yes. You, you basically move one from, your, from one move and move it to another to represent the change. Um, everybody else... Um, you, you saw something on your journey through the infernal realm that was either, uh, incredibly disturbing or, uh, personal, uh, somehow directly related to you, someone, you know, someone you love, um, what, what, what did you see in hell that really, uh, shook you to the core? Hmm. Trying to load up my. This is gripping. Yeah, we're thinking. We not all of us could just check two boxes and be done with it. <laughs> eh, I've seen worse. I'm pretty sure I, I see me getting caught uh, using all of my. I, I I think I see me getting caught and tortured and then actually sent to hell and this is going to be my resting place. This is where I'm going to go if I continue on the path I'm on. Um Yeah, they they um they drag you down and they usher you they usher you onto a, a liar's throne, they call it. Uh they they crown you uh, they crown you with razor wire, uh, Ow. and and you are you are basically um, clamped in ankle ankle and wrist um, to this looks like a looks like a solid brass throne that is uh, lit from below with a with a jet of flame. Um, it is it is not not pleasant. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Doll sees my true feelings. <laughs> I, I, I had a, I had a little bit of an idea, but I also kind of like that that concept. Uh, hmm. well, Maybe I could. Can, I mean, uh, never mind. Continue. Maybe I could mix the two. Okay. Uh, so, 
the love letter you'd written to me in the beginning had talked about um, a situation where I helped a dryad who was tending to a grove of trees after a devastating fire. Maybe I'm reliving that situation, but earlier on, maybe like I co- I'm coming to try to help the dryad and the, the forest is on fire. And this dryad who I was like so nice to and who I got to befriend is burning. And, you know, just I all like my attempts were for naught. Uh, like she's she's being killed and all and uh, what do you call it? The um, Uncle Jay is expressing his um, what do you call it? Disappointment in me for not being able to help. Um, I really like that. Hang on. Um, so, so you, you run to the river to, um, to scoop up a bucket of water and, uh, you know, douse, douse the flames like you did in, in the past. Um, but the, the, the waters recede from you. Um, you, you, you actually uh, chase chase the the uh, shoreline down until the the entire river just like dries up into a into a trickle of mud. Um, you you turn back and you see your your friend the dryad uh, calling for help. Um, you know, what are you burning. doing? Just standing there. Help me! <laughs> right. Um, doll, doll, please. Please help! You must fetch some water. You must fetch some water. I respond um, to her then, in sign language as I'm trying to help. <laughs> I, I don't understand what that means. Um, you you turn and you see uh, Uncle Jay standing on the opposite bank. Um, you know, just shaking his head and and tut tutting. Uh, Uncle Jay, what do you what do you, quote unquote you say to Doll? And then it'd be funny if he was drinking all the water so Carl couldn't get any. <laughs> You're nothing but an annoying clown. Oh. The only reason I took you in is because I felt bad for you. It's taken a lot of Dahl's effort to not verbally respond. Because but she's... I can't stand to look at you. <laughs> She's bound to that, that voice. <laughs> Thank God you can't talk. <laughs> um, uh, Dahl, uh, you you find tears uh, standing in your eyes, which is which is really weird because you didn't know you could cry. Um, I learned something. Yeah, you learn something, something new every day. Um, but, but anyway, uh, there's a, there's a swell of, um, taunting, mocking laughter from Uncle Jay, uh, and, and your, your vision blurs, um, and before you realize it, you're, you're back in the wagon, um, where, where you were riding, um, you, you had just kind of zoned out for a bit. Um, and Reginald, how about you? Uh, Reginald sees a vision of himself, just like a lonely pauper. He's just, uh, he's, he's lost everything. He has no friends. He's just like, 
dirty with nothing, just walking down the streets. Uh, no one will talk to him. No one even acknowledges him. He's just all all alone and, and left by himself. Um, people people shutter their windows uh, as you as you pass by. Um, mothers grab their children and and hurry them away from you. Um, the only the only people who acknowledge you do so with uh, scorn and disdain in their eyes. Um, everyone rushes from the from the street that you're walking down, uh, just as uh, a cold rain starts to fall, um, and and you realize that there's there's nowhere warm for you to sleep. Um, and and just as I said, uh, with Dahl, uh, the the rain sort of. Uh, Falls so hard that it that it clouds your vision for a second, um, and then and then um, you're jolted back to reality when uh, you know Judy ca- something spooks Judy and she she like rears up um, and and tries to run away, uh, and you you kind of have to soothe her back into uh, back into uh, you know calmness. Um, so all of you who failed just there, uh, go ahead and step all the way toward winter. Oh. Or um, wary. And, and That's... Yeah, winter or its equivalent. Winter. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm free and careful. Uh, so you go, you go all the way toward careful. With everything? Open to wary. Yeah. Oh no, my head is a turnip. Oh no. <laughs> Mine too, and it's even worse for me. <laughs> I can't think of this turnip. I I I get more of a from a nope from a like a sky demeanor to a cloudy demeanor. My my hair doesn't become so nice, but my eyes become narrow. Um I I start to turn to like a kind of gray uh, pale color. Um, I look unapproachable, and I take my gloves off and I stitch them together to make a mask. I'm unapproachable too. Uh, That's hell for you. Yeah, hell, hell will do that. Um, and you make a everybody... mask out of a glove, so you're Shigaraki. And now I'm going to talk with a gravelly voice like Sam and Dean, because after they came back from hell, they each started talking deeper. Dean, sorry, Sam. Yeah. Um, everybody, everybody who just stepped all the way toward winter, uh, you also take minus one forward to your next roll, um, as you are uh, deeply shaken cool. by your passage through the underworld. Um. But eventually, uh, you do arrive at your destination, uh, and Hell suddenly decides that it's feeling uh, relatively classical uh, as you find yourselves uh, crossing the River Styx uh, into the city of Dis. Um, Why not the city of that? <laughs> because I thought that, but I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> You could go with this, or you can go with that. 
Some somewhere, oh, no, somewhere. Uh, Dante Alighieri is glaring at you. Um, <laughs> you you just know this intrinsically. Uh, anyway, um, the the walls are made of iron, um, and this this part of hell is surprisingly clean. Um, it, it looks like the uh, the stone streets have been have been swept. Um, there's there's hardly a, a sign of uh, blood or uh, bile or or any kind of you know awful body uh, bodily fluid uh, anywhere. And um, demons and lost souls uh, line the streets. Um, they are, they are all, uh, th- those who are, who are able, uh, are, are cheering, um, as, as you pass by. What about those who are Cain? Eh. Sorry. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, those who are Cain went to live in the east of Eden, in the land of east, uh, the land of Nod, east of Eden. Uh, we're not here right now. Anyway, um... Oh, Ryan, your bike just changed. Great. <laughs> uh, am I, am I back? Nope. You're yeah. back. Okay, great. Uh, apparently my headset doesn't like to stay plugged into this computer, so if that happens again, just give me a shout. Alright, um, I'll yell at you, got it. I'll scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I won't, don't worry. <laughs> If I was like anyway, alone in the house, I probably would. But as you uh, as you um, march through the streets of the city, um, you you realize that uh, the the demons and the souls of the damned aren't aren't cheering for you. Um, there is a there is a parade going on, and you fall into step behind them. Um, you see uh, a battered and, and bruised, uh, a wounded-looking uh, Roman military legion. Um, they are they are uh, carrying the 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 banner and the standards of of Rome, um, and beside them uh, marches the uh, the war elephants and chariots of the Carthaginian army. Um, you, you recognize the two figures, uh, you know, looking, uh, broken and mournful, uh, leading their troops through the city as, uh, Scipio Africanus and, uh, Hannibal Barca. Um, Oh yes, we recognize them so easily. My favorite Barca. I mean, I'm, everyone knows them by sight. Hannibal crossed the Alps on elephants, so you you put it together. Um, There are there are demons among them, um, forcing them to march side by side under under the whip. Uh, Anybody who who doesn't keep step is uh, is lashed. Um, What was the name of the other one? Skippy O'Halloran. Africanus. Scipio Halloran. <laughs> you know that that grand old Roman name, Halloran. Shut up. 
Oh, Hannibal, you should have gone up against Skippy O'Halloran. What's <laughs> <laughs> the name Skippy O'Halloran? <laughs> uh, damn Skippy to you. <laughs> we just we just created a strange, a very strange uh, Punic War historical fiction. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, this, in this timeline, the Romans had made peace with the Picts and imported them over to Europe. <laughs> Good old Skippy O'Halloran in charge of protecting the Alps. <laughs> You're a rude day you, you crossed with Skippy O'Halloran. <laughs> Oh, really I don't know why I can't stop. <laughs> Are you crying? Yes, I'm laughing so hard I'm crying. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, uh the the demons the demons and the souls of the damned don't seem to be paying you much mind, but you fall in line behind the parade. Um well, how can we compare with Skippy Hatter? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um someone someone who is um he he is dressed uh in head to foot in uh polished brass armor um his his face is uh scarred and and burned and his eyes his eyes look haunted and inhuman um rides up beside you uh your your wagon uncle jay uh on what appears to be some kind of horrific hell beast that has way too many mouths and lots of teeth. Um, and he looks over, he looks over at you and says, I remember you. You're the circus folk from the fairy court. Um, do I recognize this guy? Is this that, that Baron guy? Um, yep, this is, um, this is Bale. The creepy man who is, the creepy demon who is staring into the flames. He was the one who was, like, with Lucifer, right? Yes. And he was always in a bad mood. Yep. Very, very gloomy and cranky. He's one of the, like, lords of hell or something, right? Uh, yes, uh, you, you can, you can tell based on his regalia and insignias, uh, that he is, he is quite important. Um, he's, he's not, he's not quite in the, you know, highest echelons, but he is, he is up there. Um, uh, you, you can see that he he has, I, I believe he is. Let's let's just go with it because I honestly don't remember what I said in the uh, in the first game. Uh, I think you said he was, he was. He was he was wearing a costume at the time, um, but now mm-hmm. now he seems to be dressed in in like full military regalia. Uh, like I said, uh, 
uh, a bronze breastplate uh, and and armor. Um, he's he's got all signs of all kinds of like he's wearing like these weird um, epaulets and and ribbons uh, that seem to denote. Uh, maybe some kind of service or or rank. You're not really sure. Um, and he is he is carrying a scepter. Duke Bale, I almost didn't recognize you without your costume, but your reputation precedes you. How could I not? I suppose you're here to entertain the troops for the evening for the big celebration. As promised. I hope my uh, associate, Timble the Plum, has set the arrangements properly. Oh, we've uh, we've kept him. Uh, we've kept his schedule full. Uh, he's he's been rather busy. Um, he did manage to arrange a place for you to perform in the plaza outside of Pandemonium, though. He's a excellent sort, that Timble the Plum. Used to own the circus. I know. He told us many, many times. <laughs> but what can, I, what can I say? He's a great right-hand man. I've missed him dearly. Is uh, Lucifer looking forward to the show? Oh, of course. I, I think our great Lord Satan has something... Very special planned. He won't tell us exactly what, but he's always played it very close to the vest. That sends chills up my spine. Come, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take you, uh, I'll take you directly to the palace, um, and, and introduce you into his presence. I'm sure he'll want to discuss the performance with you. By all so, means. He, uh, he uh, gives the reins of his weird hell beast a yank um, and, and diverts you down a side street, uh, trampling some of the demons and mortals who are, who are watching the parade. Uh, they, they scramble out of the way. Um, Scipio Halloran's okay though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> he's uh, he's got the he's got the luck of the Irish to protect him while he's uh, <laughs> sowing the ashes of Carthage with salt. Um. Uh, so, so anyway, as I, as I said, uh, hell seems to be in a very classical mood, uh, today because, uh, many of the buildings around you are, um, Greek and, and Roman facades. Um, they have, they have very ornate, uh, columns. Uh, you think, you think they're, uh, Corinthian columns at first, but then, uh, when you, when you look at the, at the, tops of them um you 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 just see uh skulls and weird thorns and all kinds of unpleasantness carved into them um 
as he leads you through the plaza, you can tell immediately... I mean, I guess they're still technically Corinthian. Yeah. Um, they, they, they don't have the, uh, uh, they don't have the Ionic, um, capitals on them. They're, they're just ornate, uh, and carved with, well, you, you'd rather not dwell on what the reliefs are. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not, it's not good to think about anything too much in hell. Um, but as, as he leads you through the plaza, uh, you see immediately, uh, what must be um, Lucifer's palace. Um, everything in it is either uh, gilded or ruined. Um, there, There is uh, an impressively uh, gaudy amount of uh, gold trim and gold leaf, uh, and it's inlaid with, um, you know, all kinds of precious stones. And in some places, uh, it, it's just a pile of rubble, um, just broken beyond repair. Um, but Bale leads you, you know, up a up a set of steps um, through through a big plaza uh, where where some worker demons seem to be setting up uh, an enormous uh, amount of uh, casks of of wine. Um, and, and what seem to be, uh, torment pits, you're, you're not real sure what the, what the purpose is, but, uh, goddamn, if those things don't look painful as all hell, um, and eventually, uh, you are shown into the presence of Lucifer himself. Um, he is, uh, striking as the last time you saw him. Um, if Bale's uniform is fancy, then, then his uniform is 10 times fancier, uh, and, and polished, uh, even more. Uh, he seems to be wearing robes of pure light. Um, and he's wearing this ornate headpiece with these, uh, long twisting ram horns that, uh, curl back around his head. Um... And as as he sees you, uh, he he walks down from his I'm throne. Kneel. Um, there are there are two uh, big braziers burning on either on either side of it, uh, and he says, "Uncle Jersbleen, welcome. So lovely to see you, my prince. I am not worthy to be in your presence." Well, uh, it, it, is, it is always good when uh, supplicants know their place. Uh, but please, please rise. Uh, you, you are my guests here. Um, I, offer, you I, offer you, I offer you and uh, all, all, of your, all of your performers my hospitality and protection. And he gives, he gives Bale like a pointed look. And, and Bale just sort of harumps and and walks away i have a question yeah um when was i allowed to start talking again it was only Um, a day so you're you're good now okay yeah you're you're fine (laughs) 
Remember I made it only a day so that you wouldn't have to be silent for the entire finale. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know if we were through a day or I didn't know exactly what the timeline was right now. Ryan said it took days upon days to yeah. traverse hell. Ah. It was kind of a slog. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle uh, Jay. Yes. Do you think he'd be upset if I called him Lucy? She says this quietly enough that he doesn't hear her. That that oh. Lucifer doesn't hear her. Why don't you try it? See what happens. Oh, okay. Uh, she turns around. Uh, Hello, Lucifer, or may I call you Lucy? It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Doll. I, I work for the... You might notice that my head is a turnip. That's not normal. I mean, usually it's something else. But it's like more of a head. But, hello! I, I work for the circus. I take a few steps away from Doll. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, Prince Paul uh, definitely gives her a wide berth. He um he he takes your hand, doll. Um Off? and no no. Okay. No. Um there there is there is kind of a bolt of pain that runs up your arm, uh and you try to wrench it away, uh, but he he holds it fast and he says Doll, excellent to meet you. And no, you may not call me Lucy. Oh, oh. Oh, okay, ow, because uh, I was under, oh, ow, oh, okay, I won't, all right, understood, no more, I, I will not say it without adding fur to the end, ow. He, he releases your, he releases your hand and, and he turns to Uncle Jay and he says, remarkable how a thing without a soul could offend me so. <laughs> You wouldn't believe how offensive this thing without a soul is on a daily basis. <laughs> and that's without even trying, your your worship. Oh, I asked. And who else have you brought with you? Might uh, I present Prince Paul? Okay. <laughs> Might pleasure I present pleasure to meet you, Prince Paul of Gildaland. It's quite a pleasure to meet you, sir. And I, I bow and put my head to the floor. Uh, he, he makes, he makes an excessive show of bowing in return. Why, uh, a prince of Gelderland? I, I had no idea that I was in the presence of, of royalty. Not as royal as you, sir. Nothing can compare to your stature. Oh no no I I insist uh as a as a royal guest uh, you you shall be treated uh first among your peers uh, you'll you'll receive the royal treatment in in hell uh it it has been a it has been a, a long time since I've since I've seen a a Forgive me. What is the demonym for Gelderland? It, are are you are you a uh, gelding? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
we're, we're gelders. Gelders, that's it. Oh, b- forgive me. I, I'm so, I'm so rude. Um, you shall have a special seat here in hell. Uh, while while you while you celebrate the festivities with us, uh, with or without spikes, sir. Uh, without, of course. You you are my guest. I'm merely a peasant in your eyes, sir. Uh, he he calls over one of his servants and and tells them uh, tells them to fetch the you know the special throne um, for for Prince Paul. I have also brought with me the wise and learned Reginald Splat Esquire. Uh, Reginald takes off takes off his well his hat was already off, uh, and he he bows low like puts his leg back and bows low and with a flourish, uh, and he says ah. My dear angel of light, it is an honor to be in your presence and make your acquaintance. Uh, he he nods. Um, the honor is all mine, Mister Mister Splat. Um, you you seem you seem like a, a well traveled fellow. Um, what what brought you into the company of uh, Uncle Joe's Bleem Circus? Oh well, uh, Uncle Jersbleem and I go go way back. I, I knew him since I was but a boy, and I travel between worlds, between the mortal world and the fairy world. And when I'm in the fairy world, sometimes I like to travel with them. The circus sees such sights, and you you feel so much loyalty to him that you'd follow him to hell. Well, to be quite honest with you, uh, when he first said his the, the next show was in hell, I, I thought it was a bit of a, being a bit sarcastic, you know, like it was going to be a, uh, a bad show. I wasn't expecting literal hell, but, well, given the opportunity, how could I say no? And, and here you are. Well... Uh, as as I said, you you need not fear anything or anyone in my kingdom. You are all under my protection while you are here. Uh, I I do have something for you, Lord Lucifer, uh, and I reach into one of the pockets of my jackets uh, and pull out. Uh, I am going to I'm going to give him something actually nice. Uh, I am going to give him. Not reclaimed bargains. And apples. Um, ah, I pull out, uh, because he is the angel of light, I pull out an origami crane that is folded from pure light itself. Uh, and I, okay. I hold it out to him as a gift. Um, are you, are you trying to move on him or how are you, how are you playing this? I should oh, say. It's probably a bad idea, but, um, no, do it. I, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great, <laughs> it's a great endorsement for doing it. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to waylay him. No, uh, <laughs> um, no, I don't think. Oh, put him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going to attack him with my iron with my iron coins. Is Lucifer uh, considered a fairy? 
Um, you are not sure. Why don't you ask him and find out? <laughs> it worked well for me. Um, you know what? I think uh, I'm going. To, I'm going to open up to him. I'm doing it. I'm going to open up to him. Uh, so let's. See. He's freaking Lucifer. You, he already knows everything about you. Yeah, but well, now I got, a, I got a seven. More open. Um. So I could choose one. Offer them something explicitly or implicitly. If they accept it, they're beholden to you in proportion as you judge it. But if they refuse, you may consider it an insult. So I, I am offering him this this origami crane made of um, pure light. I I think that that plays sufficiently into Lucifer's vanity. Uh, you know, seeing as he is the morning star. Um, offering mm-hmm. him a crane made of play- pure light, um, he he takes it, um, and and you see uh, maybe a momentary twinkle of delight or pure malice. Either one, you you can't really tell. Uh, mm-hmm. His features remain perfectly blank and stoic, <clears throat> and he says, "This is lovely." Thank you, Reginald. Oh, it, it is my honor. So Lucifer is now beholden to me. You uh, you gave him a gift, uh, so in he proportion. will. So in proportion, not like not like <laughs> he's gonna make me king of hell, but he's <laughs> well, to it's me. in proportion as you judge it. So it's however important you thought that crane was. It was the most important thing in the universe. <laughs> I only have 72 more in my wagon. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That was my only one. That's why I gave it to him. Um, it, it, is, it is very tricky to fold light like this. It, it took you... It, really it took is, you yeah. Lots of practice. Um, oh, I don't oh, imagine wait a minute. Reginald folding. I'm gonna give himself. him. I'm gonna give him another gift. I have 46 snowballs. <laughs> I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him one of those as a bonus. I don't think it has a chance in hell. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, you know what? Never mind. I'm not gonna give the devil a snowball. <laughs> I have 42 snowballs, so here's this jar of water. <laughs> unless, he, unless he wants a 1982 Norwegian road atlas, I also have that. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I just thought about Skippy O'Halloran and it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, what can I give the devil? He already has Skippy O'Halloran. What more could he possibly want? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all downhill from there. Um, All right, yeah, no, just just the origami thing. Um, so he he takes it and um, he he reaches into the fire in one of the in one of the braziers uh, and just sort of opens his hand uh, and it floats up to the to the top of the flame. Um, and and just sort of 
seems to glow a little bit more brightly there and uh, begins to begins to flap its wings, uh, and it just sort of stays there, bathed in the firelight, um, almost almost swimming in the flame. Um, And he turns back to you and he says, "Well, it it has it has been quite some time uh, since since anyone has offered me anything." Oh, well, I must that say, seems entirely inappropriate. Most people most people come before me asking favors, willing to part with. Well. <clears throat> Never mind that. The uh, the circus is to perform uh, after the gala tonight. We are celebrating the 6,015th anniversary of our arrival here. Um, and I... After after seeing what a splash your troop made at the, uh, at the Samhain Festival last year... I I thought that you would be you might be just the performers to uh well to rally the troops as it were. I promise you the performance you will witness this day will make the performance at the Samhain festival seem forgive my phrasing but like a piece of shit. Cursing is forbidden in hell. (laughs) (laughs) There's a there's an old librarian demon who comes out and and, uh, whacks you with a ruler. Uh, He he says he says yes. I, I wonder if you wouldn't mind taking some taking some input uh, on on the nature of your performance. Uh, I, I I'm looking I'm looking for something that can rekindle the passion in in my demons. Uh, Six thousand years in the underworld has not been good for their morale. I've I've done what I can to keep their spirits up. Uh brought them brought them mortals to torment. Given them little games to play. As gave, anyone can tell you. Oh, sorry. No, I was, was going to say uh gave, gave them the old better to reign in hell than serve in heaven speech. But there is there is really no substitute for a good show. As anyone can, who has seen our performances can tell you, our creations are bespoke performances, tailored to the unique audience every time. Never have we repeated a performance. Excellent. Well, then, if you wouldn't mind introducing themes of triumph over adversity the the weak underdogs triumphing over the strong and powerful possibly even undertones of revenge something that will really stoke their passions for 
combat? Perhaps something along the lines of a heroic, beleaguered figure who rises, uh, who, who rises above adversity placed upon him by one who thinks he is better. We should tell the story of the victory of Scipio Hallahan. He he says, "Yes, yes, I like that. That sounds, that sounds excellent. Uh, a, A heroic figure triumphing over adversity, claiming his rightful place in the world." And and his strong followers receiving their just rewards. Um. Um, so so he he gives you a smile, and now you can tell that there is. Nothing but unrestrained malice in in this mm-hmm. demon. Um, you're you're not real sure, uh, you know, what's going on with this. But uh, how do you want to play it? You've definitely you've definitely pleased him. He he. Uh, I'm going to draw him out. Okay. I'm going to touch him with iron. <laughs> He poops. I'm gonna call him Lucy again. I'm I'm gonna throw water on him and get him wet. What? I just wanted to see if Eric was gonna do that. (laughs) I'm afraid. I'm scared. I am very scared. Go ahead, make a play uh, on the devil. Seven. Seven. All right. So I get to ask one. I had legitimate where, fear where? when he brought up the fact that I was a prince. <laughs> where are you open to me? Where are you vulnerable? You and where are you guarded? Um, uh, well, you can you can tell uh, as with the way he accepted that gift from Reginald that his his weakness is his vanity. Uh, Lucifer's sin was pride. So uh, if you if you play up to him like that, um, you you should be able to exploit that as a weakness. Um, as far as as far as where he's guarded, um, he has um, he has. Guaranteed you his hospitality and his protection, um, but you can you can also see that. Um, well, you you know that he he wouldn't have invited you here um, with without good reason, um, and and you're not real sure what those reasons are. I mean, you can probably guess by what he wants you to work into the show, but. Mm-hmm. Also, if I remember correctly, we put on a really big show at the Sow- a really good show at the Sowen Festival. It was, and it was very, a very big show. 
very affecting. Um, as far as as far as where he's guarded, though, uh, if if you were to if you were to ask him about his his plans, whatever the, those might be, directly, um, he would probably clam up very quickly. Um, but he he says. Um, Yes, yes. I, I think I think that would be an excellent excellent idea for for a performance. Um my my regents and commanders and and their troops uh will will be assembled shortly for a gala. The uh the lords and ladies of hell uh will be enjoying a, a private feast here in, here in the palace and the common soldiery uh well we've we've set up some diversions for them in the in the square outside um which is where you'll be performing later tonight yes i noticed the pomp and circumstance upon entering most diverting well uh if you if you should need anything uh and he claps his hands and a devil appears. Um, this is this is Neil. Uh, <laughs> they will they will see to whatever you need. Is it Neil? K N E E L. Uh, I I had it as uh, Neil as in nothing in Latin N I H I L. Oh, okay. Oh. But we can we can change it to Neil uh, the Chili Mancer. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I would be able to uh, have some words with my dear and long distant friend. Timble the plum, the tumbling bum. Oh, oh yes, by all means, um, uh, Neil. Where, where is, where is the gentleman uh, from the circus? Um, and and Neil says, "Oh, oh, sire, uh, he's he's uh, he's gone for a tumble. Uh, let let me let me have him brought out to you." Um, Neil disappears for just a moment, uh, and and a couple of demons come in uh, with what appears to be um, a giant rock polishing symbol, uh, a cylinder rather, um, filled with glowing hot coals that that a demon is very very eagerly uh, rotating with a big crank. Uh, and you see the figure of Timble the Plum, uh, just bouncing around inside it, uh, you know, screaming in pain as, as the hot coals make contact with his body. Um, and, and Neil goes, uh, stop the tumbling, stop the tumbling. 
and the demon rotating the crank goes, oh, and and stops. Um, Timble, true to his name, comes comes tumbling out, uh, and and lands in uh, at your feet, Uncle Jay. With uh, he he is like very very badly burned and scuffed up, uh, kind of comically covered in in soot marks too. Oh, oh, we, yeah. <laughs> Timble, my Sh- word, Cherisbleen. Uh, he he stands up and uh, wraps his 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 hands around your throat, or tries to anyway. It's good to see you again. I believe it. Timble, I've heard that you have surpassed yourself in uh, selling the show and making arrangements. I I thank you for your sacrifice and for your uh, <clears throat> service to the performance. Let me tell you, I've been through hell to secure this performance but it's it's all set up the uh the gentry will be seated in the grandstands and the the common demon and the mortals will be in the standing room area and we'll have our usual performance space with a stage should be wonderful. <clears throat> I, I feel that uh, for your service, I should offer you something. Uh, perhaps you would join me in my carriage for uh, a hot meal and some and some refreshments. Uh, you you try to like put your arm on his shoulder in a reassuring manner, and he flinches and and just like takes a step back. Your carriage, <clears throat> certainly. I I remember a time when when that was my carriage. You know, my circus. But yes, come. Yes. Yes, uh, ancient history, my friend. All right, so um, I am going to open up to him. Okay. Using my traveling kitchen jumbled full of good smells. So I'm using one of my trappings. Okay. So you're you're going to cook him a nice meal and uh, hope that that makes up for months and months of him being uh, tormented by, by demons. Mm-hmm. Let's see how that goes over. 
Nope, I did it wrong. Yeah, you missed the space there. <laughs> okay, so I bump it up one. It's a good thing I used yep. the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, All right. We're not doing well in rolls so far tonight. Dice Golem does not like us. Well, I mean, you are in hell, so it makes sense. Confide in them or explain something to them. Tell them what you reveal and ask them how they take it. They must answer honestly. All right. Uh, so, what do you what do you cook for Timble the Plum in your kitchen full of good smells? Uh, and what do you confide in him? So, I'm gonna actually uh, cook him his what I remember as his favorite meal from before I took his circus. I haven't exactly treated Timble well over the past couple of years. Um, but <laughs> I don't believe it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna cook him. Uh, let's say pheasant under glass. It sounds like a thing he would like. Okay, sure. Timble, you know that I do not often apologize or uh, admit to wrongdoing unless it gets me something. I uh, hoped that you would be treated as an honored guest. I did not think they would torture you. I uh, truly am sorry for what you've gone through. Uh, he he looks at you. He looks at you with smoldering rage in his eyes. Water under the bridge. <laughs> Uncle? No, he has to answer me honestly. <laughs> That's right. He does have to answer you honestly. Um, so, Go fuck so he, yourself, he's, uncle. he, right. He <laughs> looks at you. He looks at you with smoldering rage in his eyes, and he says, "Not as sorry as you will be." Fair, fair enough. Perhaps. Uh, Perhaps you should sit out of this performance and uh, recuperate. Enjoy it from the audience. I could use I could use some time to reacclimate myself to not being tormented. And then, of course, you'll come with us when we leave, and uh, leave this as but a distant memory. Of course. Yeah, of course. leave, because that's what we're going to be allowed to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, basically, that's basically what he says. Yes, when we leave hell. Well, <clears throat> I... Uh, 
I'm sure that the uh, roustabouts will uh, see to your every need while you're recuperating. I think this pronounced re-cooperating. Oh my god, doll, why don't you go try to try to talk to Lucifer again? Oh, no, no, you <laughs> see, I, I think you really misread the room when you told me to do that. I ain't gonna do it no more. Oh, I didn't misread anything. I was just hoping he'd burn you up to a little cinder. I'm gonna confront him. Confront her. Okay, go ahead. Well, do it. You win. <laughs> I failed. Oh, no. <clears throat> so, me. Now you can uh, confess your undying love for Dahl. <laughs> I asked the MC what goes wrong. Perhaps I've tipped my hand. So, what goes wrong? Perhaps he's tipped his hand. All right. Um, so, so Dahl, something about the way Uncle Jay is talking to you right now reminds you of your vision that you had while traversing the Infernal Realm. Um, and even though he tries to confront you, something something stirs in you, and and you end up confronting him. Oh. Uh, so you can treat that as if you made the move and rolled a, rolled a 10 plus hit. Oh. Um, so you interrupt them and they can't proceed without dealing with you. Burn to a cinder? What do you mean? How could you say that to me, Uncle Jay? After all the stuff we've been through, after all, all the all the travels we're doing, after all the good times we had together, how could you possibly say, I know you're not really thinking, I know you're not in your straight mind right now, because you would never say something like that to me, to me, doll, your favorite person in the place. You would never say that something like that to me, so you gotta take that back before I get real upset, because I I'm stunned to get that right now. No, I don't have to be honest with him, right? Uh, so no, but you do have to. You choose whether or not you back down and give give Doll her way, um, or defy her and force her hand. Ah, okay. <sighs> Uncle Jay thinks about. How despite her, the reason he keeps Doll around is because Hello. she's good at weapons and she makes the, sh- she, she kills it at the shows. So you're right, Doll. It was a, it was a little joke that I was telling. Burnt to a cinder, Cinderella, cause you're a princess. Get it? <gasps> I was, uh, telling a little joke. Jay, I should have known. I shouldn't have doubted you for one single solitary moment. I'm so sorry. That's such a nice thing to say to me. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry. Yes, I'm glad I could make you happy. (laughs) Oh, a princess. 
I'm a princess even with a china for a head. I'm Princess China Pet. It's going to be a new style. Everyone will love it. They'll say, oh, yeah, oh, not only is she royalty, but her head is nutritious. Oh, wonderful. I've always I been a really fan of turn mashed heads. turnips. I've always been a fan of mashed turnips myself. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, princess. Never mind. I didn't say that. A princess. Ah. Yeah, a princess. <laughs> She's humming to herself, so, twirling around. So I back down. <laughs> okay. Um, Timble the Plum is watching this, and, and he chuckles, and, and he says, uh, I was really disappointed that she didn't go in for a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Why would she need to hug me when we're so close spiritually? <laughs> it does seem like a nice idea, though. I gotta say, you got a good head on your shoulders, Timbo the Plum. Just like I do. Mine's a turnip right now, but you know what I usually look like. Ah, <sighs> Yes. On my shoulders, back where it belongs. And he he just sort of looks haunted for a second. Well, I turn to one of the like roustabouts that's in my cat in my cabin. If you'll escort Timble the Plum to uh, the uh, VIP carriage and see to his every need. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, it's, uh, it, I remember we, uh, we recruited Papa Lazarus, so it's Papa Lazarus. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in that case, uh, Papa Lazarus, follow me, Dave. Right this way. <laughs> well, he's dead. <laughs> and just leads, leads him off, uh, he he carries his pheasant under glass out with him, uh, and and you can see he he kind of uh, peeks underneath the glass cloche, uh, and and winces as if he's expecting it to explode, but it doesn't. Does it? No. Okay. <laughs> Explodes he's, with flavor. No, I was genuinely trying to make nice, but now I'm concerned that he's going to be a problem. Uh, he, he, he looks genuinely shocked that it, that it isn't some trick, um, as Papa Lazarus leads him away. Um, I'm probably going to regret asking this cause I'm probably giving you an idea, but is he going to be a problem person at the end of the session? Uh, you can tell that yes, he is. I, I had that in my notes. <laughs> so like, he's going to get the negative votes. Yeah, he's gonna. He, you you sent him to hell for for months and months. Yeah, I can't imagine why he wouldn't be a little upset. Eh. No, I, yeah, no, it makes sense. So, like, he's gonna get the negative votes at the end. Okay. Uh, unless so, unless, unless you do, do so- something, unless you do right. something to win him over, or uh, do something equally underhanded before the show. Right. 
Oh, wait, Ryan, because we, we shifted from, you know, summer to winter or whatever, do we get to move points in our plays? Uh, yes, you do. Okay. So you, you shift well, those around... You shift those around for each step to represent, you know, how that changes your character. Yeah. Can we also just retcon and say that I asked Papa Lazarus to send uh, Prince Paul and the Brain Trust to my carriage? Of course. You've got it, Dave. You summoned for us... Well, I'm starting to think I might have overplayed my hand by booking this show. Oh, you think? We are actually in hell. Yes. My ego got the best of me. I thought it would be a hell of a time. (laughs) (laughs) Pride always comes before a fall. We're going to have to make this a really good show. Otherwise, we're not getting out of here. And uh, Timbal does not at all look pleased. No, he's going to be a problem. We're going to have to deal with him before the show. Like, deal deal with him? And I make like a knife across the throat gesture? I haven't quite decided yet. I'd rather not. I do feel bad for the fella. But, uh... After all, I stole his circus and then sent him to hell... I haven't exactly been uh, the greatest friend to him. I do believe that no longer falls under the definition of friend, my dear Josby. You are right about that. Uh, I'm not saying I want to get back on his Christmas list, but uh, I would like to find a way to at least appease him enough to the point where he does not try to sabotage the show. The show that our very souls now depend upon? Yes, that would probably be for the best. So what do you think we should do? Well, that's why you're here. I mean, we can go with Prince Paul's idea. But that's a little, uh... I don't know if I'm ready to go down that path. It it wasn't actually an idea. It was... I was asking if that was what you were suggesting. I would never suggest such a thing. I would wait for somebody else to suggest it first. (laughs) And then possibly agree with it. Perhaps you can. You have uh, a lot to offer. That I do. I'm sure there's something in my cart of tricks that Timbo would be interested in. Something that might be able to persuade him to not try to ruin our performance this... Well, I was going to say this evening, but I'm not sure how time works down here, so just not ruin our performance later. Also, what's our performance later? (laughs) Well, we should do some reconnaissance. The devil seems to want us to uh, rally the troops. I would not think it would be wise to go against him, but uh, 
perhaps getting input from some of the other dramatis personae wouldn't be a bad idea. Luke Bale, for instance, might have uh, a request or two. Does sound like a good idea. Uh, so, I, am I going around selling tickets to this thing, or is it just a opening to for people to come? I wouldn't dream of charging these entities for uh, entry. I think that would be a uh, a bad career choice. I mean, seating is still kind of limited, so maybe we shouldn't do like a. F- Raffle handout for tickets? Well, I think, uh, the, uh, I think our guests, I, I think that, uh, perhaps Lucifer and Duke Bale should be in charge of the guest list. Well, so they've um, Lu- Lucifer did say this. He he set it up so that, or excuse me, Timble said this. Um, you you see um, out in the out in the plaza where they have you, you know, where you where you have your your wagon circled. Uh, there is a stage erected. Um, there is a there is a grandstand and several several balconies from the surrounding buildings uh where the the demonic nobles will all be seated um and there's plenty of standing room um you know right up against the stage to you know way back in the square uh where all of the um all of the common soldiery of the demons will will uh be watching from and probably some mortal souls as well um, so that's, that's basically the plan is, is for everyone to see the performance. I believe Duke Bale and Lucifer have already, uh, made the guest list. I think everybody is invited. Oh, I guess I can go around and give out refreshments and get ideas from what people might want to see. We could still sell refreshments. I don't want this show to be a complete loss. As you wish, Uncle. I imagine we could yeah, sell you... a refreshing cup of water for quite the premium in hell. <laughs> I was about to say, you you guys have uh, food and beverages that is from outside of outside of the netherworld, so uh, it's it's probably it's probably great in comparison to whatever they have here. Well, I was also going to suggest that one of the things on my on my menu would be soul food. <laughs> Brilliant. You are a wise and learned man. Of course, it goes without saying that Lucifer, the, the Duke, and his retinue do not pay for food. Just the common rabble. But of course... Like this, this Coke is so warm and flat. It's delicious. <laughs> I have these gummy bears with actual gummy soles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's like, isn't there 
Isn't there a thing in Eclipse Phase where you can sleeve yourself into a gummy bear? Yeah. I don't know if that's I don't know if uh, that's do canon, willingly. but yeah, it's it's more of a fucked up thing that uh, elites do to uh, torture people. Um, you you have you have gummy bears and they're all melted together, but they're not the kind with fake sugar that make you shit yourself uncontrollably. <laughs> and what do like, you want so... the princess to do? Well, we've got Reginald talking to uh, my right-hand man. We've got uh, Prince Paul uh, on refreshments. I suppose you and I can talk to Lucifer and uh, the Duke. Um, So just Uh to remind you guys... The way the way that they've got this whole thing set up is that there's supposed to be a um, a, de- a demonic gala for the for the uh, patrician class of demons, as it were, uh, inside the palace. Um, there, there will probably be you know like a fine banquet and um, hors d'oeuvres. Demons will be you know mingling and and um, doing whatever it is that demons do at parties. Uh, and outside they have, like I said, um, you know, like uh, casks of, of wine uh, and, and torture pits uh, set up for the, for the common demons to keep themselves entertained. So there's, you could, you could try to mingle with either of those crowds. Uh, you, could, you could try to get closer to uh, the devil himself or one of the... Uh, you know, uh, Duke Bale, or you could talk to Neil, uh, to get a sense of, of what the, what the higher class demons are, are, are thinking and wanting to do. Um, let's start with Neil. Seems like a safer job. Did everybody just die? Yep. Yes. They We're they might house. have. Yeah. We are in hell. So who would like to who would like to go first? Not me. I guess I'll go around and give out refreshments to some of the higher priority um, people that need to be pleased for this show. Um, so you're you're talking to the uh, the lords and ladies of hell. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm gonna do that. Okay. Um, so what are, what are you bringing with you as far as refreshments? Well, I I I did. <laughs> What would be really appetizing to a demon? Well, I mean, Lords of Hell, that's uh, that's a tough one. Skittles? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So you you approach one of the... um, 
one of the demons. Um, she is... Hello, ma'am. Would you like to taste the rainbow? <laughs> she is rather large and imposing, and as I said, um, all, all of the all of the noble demons uh, are are dressed in their in their military regalia. Um, so, um, e- even even though she is close to eight feet tall, and um, you know, is it Lady Dimitrescu? No, no, it's no, not. No, she's not. No. Oh. Um, she is. She is very, very uh, muscular, and um, as I said, uh, she's got those uh, epaulets and and ribbons draped over her shoulder uh, that seem to indicate something. Uh, she she has slightly fewer of them than some of the other demons around her. And she she looks at the bowl, and she looks at you, and she says, "Are they made of teeth?" No, um, but there might be teeth in it. We don't actually know how they're made. Um, things fall into the vats all the time, and you know the clearances of what is and isn't allowed. So there might be teeth in there. Ah, okay. She she reaches she reaches a hand in. Um, very, very gingerly, and and picks picks one out, kind of inspects it from all sides. Hmm. I I don't I don't really see the appeal. Does it scream when you eat it? Sadly, it does not. It might make you squeal with delight. It is sugar and flavor. Sugar. Hmm. Well, I'll try anything once. And she pops it in her mouth. Uh, oh. Hmm. Mm. I... I must have more of those. You will give them to me immediately. But of course. And uh, I give her a whole baggie of them. Uh, she, she eats the bag, wrapper and all. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> the outer coating was a bit tough, but well, it 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 is, uh, I guess, uh, a way to uh, uh, imbibe them. Uh, the show that you're that you're going to be attending tonight is there anything particular that you'd be interested in seeing? Well, of, of course, I go wherever my lord Lucifer wishes, and I, I view whatever spectacle he chooses to set before us. Gladly. Ah, okay, so, um... But, um, um so on a personal level... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. On a personal level, which... Is there something something you'd like to see something that would make you entertained what is entertained you know how you would have liked for those um, to have screamed when you ate them I mean is there something that you would visually like to see that might bring you enjoyment 
Oh, yes, pleasure. Uh, oh, well, my, yes. Uh, well, the the battle this morning was a mighty sporting. Uh, you know, we, we wipe their memories so they don't remember how it turns out. Sometimes Hannibal wins. Oh, really, really? I prefer the years when he doesn't, though. Oh, of course. You would like to see Hannibal not win. Well, he came so close, uh, but but the Romans caused a rout. I see, I see. So would you like to see him merely attaining victory and then losing it all at the last second? Yes, yes, that that is entertainment. That brings me pleasure. Ah, you I see. see. You, you like you seeing see people have the rug swept out from under them at the very last moment. <laughs> I, oh, yes. <laughs> that is... That is very entertaining, as you say. Um, so she'll she'll give you she'll give you surface details. Like you, she's a demon; she she likes to see people suffer. Uh, that's that's not a surprise. But if you want to get anything deeper, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make a play for this. So how do you want to play it? Yeah, I'm looking through the plays right now. I'm trying to figure out the best way to go about this where it doesn't wind up with her sitting on me or getting eaten. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't mind if she sat on you. Maybe you wouldn't mind if you got she, eaten. She, she's eight feet tall, so she's probably well into the hundreds of pounds. As a mere mortal, um, I probably would not survive it. I mean, you she, might enjoy she looks it right before you die. She looks like she's more the type who would grab you and ball you up like a used tissue. Yeah, um, th these are things I want to avoid happening to me as a mortal in a realm where I shouldn't be yet. Um, I don't want my my demise to come here um, as 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 you know as one would see it. I, I, yeah. This is not yeah. my ending. Ed, are you chewing with your mic open? What? I thought it sounded there was weird clicking or chopping noises, but it looked like it was coming from you. But I, it might have been Ryan typing. Um, well, spe speaking of that, speaking Prince Paul, you you do know that uh, you've been you've been granted uh, <clears throat> Satan's protection while you're in hell. Uh, however, you do notice them them setting up that that very same throne that you were just um, chained to and um, burned alive on uh, in in that horrible vision you had out out in the infernal wastes. Um, Neil Neil is supervising uh, two other demons who are who are setting it up, um, and. Uh, you you see um it it even it even has the the manacles and the leg irons on it uh and and neil says oh get get rid of those uh we want to make our guests feel comfortable and he looks over at you and gives you a very creepy intense smile yeah i think i might need to sniff the wind as my way of playing this yeah okay
It smells like sulfur. Yep, yeah, that it does. Um, uh, I got an eight. <clears throat> All right. Um, so, on a seven to nine, uh, you can ask one of those questions. Let's see. Uh, I trust my nose to lead me to the heart of this. Where would it take me next? The the heart of this uh, seems to be deeper into the party. Um, you you uh, excuse yourself uh, from from talking to this large hunking, hulking demon uh, offering oh, her um, another... Yeah, I'm going to give her a thing of Skittles, but I also have a squeaky toy of doll. I'm going to give her that. I said, this kind of screams when you eat it. <laughs> she she looks at it uh, and, and just sort of pops it, pops it in her mouth. Hmm. Tastes taste foamy. Hmm. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Uh there there are there are tiny little doll screams as she as she chews. Hmm. Screams are quite satisfying though. Oh! Um Please flip to side B. <laughs> so uh as you as you wander around, um you you notice that uh, this this entire party is an intense battleground. Um, all of the all of the noble demons are um, trying to outdo each other in terms of uh, their their military dress um, appearing appearing to be um, They they all seem to be obsessed with status. Uh, you you catch sight of um, demon nobles uh, whispering to their servants, and um, the servants will whisper something in their ear, and then and then the two uh, nobles will will go and start to chat, um, and they'll they'll almost circle each other like combatants, um, uh, whispering to their servants, "Go get me more medals. He has more medals than me." <laughs> yeah, basically, um, you you catch you catch you eavesdrop on uh, one of the one of the whispers, um, and you you hear a, a servant uh, you know telling their telling their demon lady um, that the uh, the person she's about to speak to only commands uh, ten legions. Um, you know, he's he's barely worth her time. Um, and, and she, she then goes to, you know, cut him, cut him off with a disparaging remark and, and snub him entirely. Uh, and, and that sends him into a, a flurry of whispers with his coterie of servants. Um, so you, you get the sense that, um, the, the demon nobility are all just jockeying for status. Um, and, over over it all kind of aloof from it you see you see lucifer um and you see um duke bale 
uh, the the higher the the generals of hell um, are are just kind of uh, staying apart from from everything, just sort of watching watching the chaos and the carnage. Uh, it's it's all very genteel, um, but but you can tell that uh, they are they are all playing uh, very strange and abstruse political games with one another. Well, this is fun. Should I should I make a beeline straight for Lucifer and figure out might what he might want to see in this? It's up to you. I mean, we kind of already know what he wants. You do know what he wants. Um, while you think about that, uh, is it candy, uh, Paul? It is not candy. Uh, while you think about that, let's let's move on to um, Reginald. Uh, you're you're going to the VIP carriage to speak to Timble the Plum. Yes. What is the VIP carriage? Um, I think that the VIP carriage was was formerly an animal cage, um, but whatever animal was formerly housed in the cage uh, managed to escape. Uh, so there are there are very clearly uh, bars on it. Um, and they never quite got the smell out, uh, but there is also, you know, like a like a fine bed and um, some some furniture inside it. Um, okay. uh, so, so Reginald see, goes to. The, oh, sorry. Continue. No, I was, uh, you see um, Timble the Plum eating his pheasant under glass and just sort of staring out into the middle distance while he slowly chews. I so so the bars are open so I can like talk to him through the bars he can see me. Yeah. Okay. I Timble, my old friend. Uh, so good to see you again. Oh, Re- Reginald, I I almost didn't recognize you. It's been how long has it been? No, no, oh, really. I... How long has it been? I I. Time long, time stops making sense here after a while. How long has he been down here? Do I know? Um, most of a year. Oh, it, it hasn't been that long. No, nothing to fret about. Uh, may I come in and join you? I brought a spot of tea. Oh, uh, of course. Please feel free. Oh, so I, you know, I walk in. I I sat down. I uh, mm, I brought some dream teas. Anything in particular you're looking for? I open I open this chest that has a whole bunch of little boxes in it that have been labeled. Uh, let's see. I've got uh, running through uh, fields of tall grass, uh, uh, kissing your first love. What is naked for a test you didn't study for? Well, that one doesn't belong in there. Uh, anything tickling your fancy, Timble? Uh. Running through a field of tall grass, what, what is it that's chasing you? Oh, no, no, nothing chasing you. It's uh, if, I, if I do recall, I've had this one once or twice. I believe it's a beautiful sunny day, and you're just running through the field for the fun of it. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, and and kissing your first love. What do, what do they turn into? Well, I think that depends on the relationship turned out. Uh, some people might have uh, differing opinions, but for the sake of the team, nothing. They just stay the, your first love. Okay. So there's no maiming involved? No. I, I mean, I, I do have one, if you, if you would prefer, maiming your worst enemy, in which you do the maiming. He, he lights up at that. Oh, oh yes, I'd, I'd love a cup of that, if you, if you could. Oh, well, sure. I don't want to trouble uh, you. Regular or spiced? <clears throat> spiced, please. <laughs> so I brew, I brew up two cups of spiced, maybe your worst enemy tea. Uh, and while the, you know, I, I have like a little set I bring out, so I start, like, light a little thing to start boiling the water, and then I sit down and talk to him. So, uh, <clears throat> I have to say, I, I was terribly upset when I heard about your circumstances. It's, it was a dreadful thing that happened. Well, you know how it is. First, you give him a job, and you learn to trust him, and then he takes your circus, and then he sends you to hell. Did I ever tell you about how I met Jersbling? Uh, I was I was a boy, and uh, one night, I, I was probably, whew, this is a long, long time ago, probably about five or so, well, I don't know, humans lose their teeth as children. And uh, when that happens, sometimes our, our parents tell us to put them under the pillow and that the tooth fairy will come and take them during the night and, and give us some coin for it. Well, I one night I lost a tooth and I told my mother and she said, oh, stick it under your pillow. So I did. And that night I woke up to Jersbleem with his hand under my pillow, stealing my tooth. <laughs> and when I saw him... He claimed he was the Tooth Fairy, and not knowing any better at the time, I thought he was. And then uh, when I asked my mother about it in the morning, she thought I was... She was concerned. She was concerned, I think would be the best way to put it. But uh, the next time I lost a tooth, Jersbleem returned, but this time I was ready for him, and I confronted him about it and told him he was not the Tooth Fairy, to which he admitted he was not. Um... (laughs) I think I think the point is that Jersbleem is is a complicated person. Um, so I'm going to use that story to try to draw him out. Okay. Uh, Jersbleem so. was selling your teeth to uh, Piz Devil. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course he was. If anyone's going to pay for it, ah, oh, damn it. Well, uh, I'm going to use. Uh, do I have a trapping? I can. I got a five. The teeth. Um, the tea is, that could be that's your. Uh, it came. It came. The tea came from my wagon. Can I can, blah, blah. can I consider that one of my trappings, Ryan? I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. Uh, so then, I, instead of a five, I will bump that to a seven. <clears throat> okay, um, so you so can ask one question. One. Um. Why are we all rolling so terribly tonight? Because <laughs> the. Dice Golem hates us. What, uh, in, in relation to Jersbleem, what are they considering? Um, all right. Uh-oh. Um, so, so he, he, uh, as you, as you tell his story, 
tell your story, uh, he, he looks, uh, more and more kind of manic. And he says, stealing the teeth of a child. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. You know what we should do? And he pulls out a knife. We should maim him. Hmm. <laughs> uh, he, he pulls out the knife. Oh. I go, hmm. And then the, the, the teapot starts whistling. Uh, and I, I jump a little at the sudden sound. And then I, I pour out, you know, I pour out the water and put the tea into steep and, you know, give him a cup of it. Hmm. Well, that, that is one option. Um. Uh, oh, okay. Here, here's a, here's another one. I know where there is an open pit of molten tar. If mm. if you'll help me, we could lure him in there, and it'll it'll drag him down under, where he'll be trapped for eternity. Well, now let me let me ask you, Timba. I, I lean in conspiratorially. Do you just want to hurt Jersbleem, or do you want to get back what he took from you? I would, I would love to get the circus back, if they would, if they would have me. Well, what if I could help arrange it, that they would have to? You see, this show, well, the few, as you can, I'm sure you know, the future of the circus is dependent upon this show. If it doesn't go well, well, we're probably never getting out of here, but... If it does go well and we return to the surface world, well, then the the circus, the Hippodrome Fantastique, would probably be the hottest tickets anywhere. I mean, the, 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 the ones who went to hell, performed for the devil, and returned to tell the tale? Well, I know quite a few fairy kings and queens who would kill each other to have us perform in their courts. And you, my good Timbal could be leading the way. Um, how, how are you playing this? Uh, so I am going to... I'm going to reach... I'm going to reach into my, my jacket, and I'm going to pull out uh, one of the things I wrote down. I have stuff in my coat. I have fated dice that are carved from dragon bone. So I, I, reach, I reach into an inside pocket in my coat, and I pull out these two six-sided dice... Um, that are that are worn and a little chipped. Um, instead of numbers, they have like strange pictographs carved into the sides. Uh, and I, I lay them down in front of Timble. These are fated dice. If you were to challenge Jersbleem to a game and roll these dice, they would guarantee to land the way that you deserve. Uh, and now I'm going to I'm going to open up to them, uh, and I'm going to uh, I'm I'm going to well yeah I'm going to open up to them and I'm going to offer them something. So let's see what happens this time. Yeah, what what's my open up to them? I move my points around. Open up to them is plus one. Plus one. That's an eight. Uh, so let me go back to my obvious place. Uh, on a hit, choose one. Yeah, 
Uh, so I offer them something explicitly or implicitly. If they accept it, they're beholden to you in proportion as you judge. But if they refuse, I may consider it an insult. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I offer, I offer him the dice. Uh, you know, and I tell him that they are guaranteed to roll the way that he deserves. I say, but if you take these dice, you must help ensure that this show goes well. For all of our lives, including yours, Timble, depend on it. Um, you can see he considers for a long moment. Um, uh, and then a smile spreads across his face. Well, I may not be able to lure him into a molten tar pit. And he, he swipes the dice up in his, in his fist. But at least I'll be able to savor the face he'll make when I win back the circus. That's a good man. But remember, you have to roll first. Otherwise, who knows what could happen. Of course, of course. Now, I hold up my mug. Drink your tea. Don't want it to get cold. And I take a sip. Reginald takes a sip of the tea. And then, and then pales as he has this dream of him just butchering a person. Uh, and he puts it down. A bit too much spice for my taste. Um, he, you, you look over at Timble, and he has drained half the mug, and he's just got this calm, serene smile on his face. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's, that's just what I needed. Thank you, Reginald. You're... You're a good friend. Oh, of course. Here, have mine, and I'll slide him my cup, too. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Doll and Uncle Jay, what are you two up to? I think we're going to talk to Neil. Okay. So, just um, by the I... way, I don't, I don't know exactly how that dice game would turn out. They're, they're faded dice. They roll what you deserve, so... I guess it would be up to you, Ryan, what, what Timble deserves. I will point out that the circus has been a great success under Uncle Jer's blame. Yeah, no. I, and in, in character, I think in character, uh, Reginald believes that the dice will save Jer's blame. Like, he's, he's, he's giving Timble a bum deal. Like, he, he believes that yeah. the dice will condemn Timble... Or make him lose, and then that Jersbleem will win. Because right. maybe you remember that the cir- the circus was like one of the reasons he lost the circus was because it wasn't that successful under Timble. Yeah, it but, was kind of lackluster. Yeah. Uh, but, also, but, yeah. you said he needs to roll first, so Uncle Jersbleem would be like, "All right, I'll go first, and then just grabs the dice and throws. Yeah, could do that. But the the exchange is now he won't fuck with our show. Right. So that's taken um, care of. So I I will say that yes, you have you have eliminated him as a problem as a problem person. Um okay. He is I'm, I'm, he is I'm just telling to... you wh- whether or not that is the outcome that is that is how Reginald was approaching it. That's he, how his in his mind he, he was playing he was playing Timbal to help Jersbleen. No, I, I, I could definitely see that. 
Whether that actually um, happens is up to you. But that's what he, that's what we, his intent was. We shall see. Um, so as I as I said to um, Prince Paul before, uh, Neil is is supervising the uh, setup of the banquet uh, in the in the gala hall. Um, there is um, a long feast with uh, all of the finest delicacies of hell. Um, looking at it, it is nothing that either of you would want to eat. Uh, Doll, you don't really eat, and this somehow puts you off your lunch. <laughs> My, this looks like some, uh, food. All right. You're finding Try the idea of food better. rather dubious. Trying not to think too much about it. Just be oh, thankful no, you I'm don't have I'm not too good at not thinking. Just think turnipy thoughts. Uh, okay. Uh, I wish I was in the grounds right now. I sure um, do appear see... in Super Mario Brothers too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, Wasn't you there a character on... in Chrono Tr- in Chrono Cross that was a turnip? I'm almost positive there was. Yeah, it's been long times I played that though. You uh, you you come upon Neil as he's he's telling the demonic servants where to uh, where to set out the. Um... The, the various dishes um, yes yes um, put the put the blood pudding next to the stewed eyeballs no 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 not that close um, uh, be be sure to place it where lady Amriel can reach it my 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 what an important person you know the uh, steward the Head of the house is, in my opinion, always the one with all the answers and all the uh, power, so to speak. Um, he he smiles and says, uh, "Yes, is there is there something that I can help you with? I'm I am very busy right now, but uh, my lord Lucifer did instruct me to see that your every need was met." Yes, and what I need is uh, a little bit of. Inside information. You the see, most inside uh, of information you can have. Like, not outside. She's, she speaks a lot, and but she speaks the truth. I'm a princess. Well, see, then. Lucifer... No, go ahead. Lucifer has commanded a performance that will rally his troops... Uh, I was simply wondering what, uh, in your opinion, would uh, achieve such a task. Well, I I do know that my lord Lucifer would love to uh, in, inspire them, uh, raise their raise their spirits, raise their um, raise their ire. He's, uh, well, 
you you know you know who it is the unholy host is destined to fight of course are you speaking biblically yeah um so so it kind of occurs to you that um Satan wants you to rally his legions for uh the war in heaven. Right. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Like they're going to go from here to the war? Like we're the opening act for Armageddon? Maybe not the opening act, maybe not like um the direct op- it, it's not going to be like uh you you um you do the show and then Armageddon happens. Um but you you can tell just by We're Bob seeing... Hope performing for the troops. I was gonna yeah, say we're the basically. USO show. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. Right, yeah, that's what I was thinking at first, but that, that you were saying like I thought we were like hyping them up to then very quickly go attack heaven. Okay. Um, well, maybe not, maybe not immediately, but eventually, um, the, we would be contributing. Yeah. The, the demons, the demons in hell are despondent and miserable. Uh, their morale is in the toilet and, um, Lucifer needs someone who can, who can convince them that they can win and that this is actually a, a a thing that is possible to do. Um, Instead of instead of just uh, wallowing in exile for eternity. Okay. So yeah, you you realize that if you do it, you might be touching off the end of the world. Why yes, of course I know who he's destined to fight. Oh. Would be a really silly question. Of course I know. Perhaps you could tell me a little bit about the troops and what makes them tick, what makes them work, and, uh, you know, what is. what are their pressure points, so to speak? Oh, the, uh. well. They are a third of the angels of the of the heavenly host who threw their threw their lot in with the losing side of war against God. They've been cast into the pit for thousands of years, uh, where they have wallowed in their own misery, tormenting mortal souls to make themselves feel marginally better. Uh, most of them most of them used to be lowly angels uh, masters of small natural forces and uh, not not terribly not terribly powerful unless they worked as one. And Lucifer hasn't been able to make them act in concert for, well, nigh on 6,000 years. 
All right, I'm going to size this guy up. Okay. Uh, I feel like maybe I should just, to be safe, use one of my trappings. Um... Come have this talk with me in my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take out my snake. Okay. My snake is one of my trappings. Would such a beast impress or uh, or make a an impre- impress or make any sort of uh, impression upon the troops or Lucifer? Um, he looks at it and says, "Well, that depends. Uh, how venomous is it? Does it does it crush people in its coils?" Oh, it is. Wicked and not very tame. It is uh, a a savage, iron-jawed beast. It squeezed me for two hours once before Uncle Jay stopped reading his newspaper to tell it to let go. How would the troops react to such a beast? All right, let's see. Roll to size him up and see how you do. That's a good thing I used a trapping. All right, so that uh, that bumps your result up. What is up with these dice? Uh, what do you hope will happen? What do you fear? And how do you fear? How how are you prepared for each? Okay. Um, so um, you you can tell that um, having having just been around the party, um, you you observed the same things that Prince Paul saw. All of the all of the strange uh, political games and intrigue that's going on among the demonic gentry, um, and and you see um, Neil has uh, he's he's not really one of the common soldiery. Uh, he's he's managed to claw himself into the into the fringes of the world of the gentry as a as a servant. Um, but he is, he is truly hoping, um, that you will do something that will completely shake up the social order in hell. Um, he is, he is deathly afraid, uh, that you will rally the troops and that, um, the armies of hell will, will attack the gates of heaven, um, because he is 100% certain that, uh, the, the second time they lose will not be as kind as the first. Um, 
And he, if, and you can tell that he has had the experience of you know being being beaten back by an army of angels mm-hmm. and falling for nine days and then you know suffering in hell for six thousand years and uh, he he honestly believes that there is something worse. Perhaps I've mis misphrased the question. Perhaps my question should be more, because uh, I do know what Lucifer wants. Uh, what are things we should avoid? Things that might uh, create unrest. Things that might cause the true cause the troops and the uh, lords, ladies, and dukes, and otherwise to uh, make mistakes. Things that we should uh, stay away from. Oh, of course. Well, uh, anything anything that might upset the status quo, I would say. Um, there's a. It may not be obvious to outsiders, but there is a there is a rigid hierarchy in hell. Uh, the uh, the lords and ladies stay at the top. The the soldiery stays at the bottom, and the mortals. Well, they they barely rate at all. This this of table course. is actually made of the souls of the damned. And he <laughs> he picks up he picks up the tablecloth, and the table is literally a bunch of people just like bent over, <laughs> holding each other's arms. Hello. Hello. Of, Hello. of course, it is a uh, a delicate structure, one we would not dream of uh, disturbing in any way. Everything, everything about this celebration is meant to promote unity and pride, to uh, to rally the troops for the ultimate fight. Uh, certainly, anything that would undermine their confidence would not be well received by Lord Satan. Yes, I'm sure, and. Uh... We would not want to draw the ire of the ruler of hell. It is not a pretty thing. He's got a real tight handshake. Of course, winning the approval of the ruler of hell would, uh, would be an invaluable asset. Oh, very much so. Well, I will do everything I can to appease the ruler of hell. I'm happy to hear that. Now, is there anything I can do for either of the two of you? Can I have a pen? Why, or certainly. a marker of some sort? Um, he, uh, he claps his hands... Uh, and and another servitor demon comes up. Um, uh, unfortunately, all we have is is uh, quill and ink. Will it draw on a turnip? Of course. Okay. Dal wants to draw a little face on the front of her turnip. Okay. It's very important to her. Um. You are you are not quite sure what the ink is. Um, uh, 
but it's not blood. It and it's it's not any kind of uh, bodily excretion. So <laughs> you're good with it. They brought you the special ink. Oh. Um, for my next move, I'm going to sniff the wind. Because I want to get to safety. All right, go ahead. That is a 13. Okay, so you get to ask two. Okay. Uh... What's here that I haven't yet seen? Well, um, you haven't... You haven't talked to any of the common soldiers uh, or any of the mortals. Okay. Um, you you do see the um, the generals of the opposing armies, uh, Scipio Halloran and um, <laughs> and and Hannibal Barca have been uh, jokingly invited to the party. Okay. Um, now, let me preface my next question uh, with what I'm thinking is to subvert Lucifer and replace him with our best chance of getting out and our best chance of holding off the apocalypse as long as possible. That is what I am considering safety. If I trust my feet to carry me to safety, where will they take me? How, um, yeah. Um, well, the geography of hell is a difficult thing. As I said, it's, it's nature is, uh, shifting, uh, and, and very malleable, um, but remembering your divine comedy, the only way out is through. Um, so if you if you could do something that would even temporarily upend the social order, create some kind of massive distraction, um, you could you could probably travel deeper into hell and. Get out by way of if you're if you're going by the geography in the in the divine comedy uh, by way of Cossetus. Okay, so in other words, if I stage a rebellion, if if I if I can if I can create some sort of uprising or rebellion, um, the they'll be so distracted quelling it that I'll be able to escape. Yeah, you, it doesn't even have to take. Like, you don't have to unseat Lucifer from from being regent of hell. Um, it it would just have to last long enough for you to make your escape. Um, 
downside of that is you would still have made an enemy of the devil himself. Uh, yeah, I'd like which... to make whatever. That's why I'm thinking I'd like to make whatever change I, whatever whatever I put into motion, I'd like it to I'd like it to take if I can. Okay. Because <laughs> then I won't. That's why I was very. I didn't say. If you noticed, I didn't say I'm going to please Lucifer. I said I'm going to mm-hmm. please the ruler of hell. Yeah. I would like to. Uh, I would like to to create unrest and have it take so that I, I have the ruler of hell in my pocket. That would be that would be a small uh, uh, a, a a tall order, I should say. Um, no small feat. Woodstock. He. Sorry, my cat just like sat on my laptop. Ugh. You have a shape that's sitting on your laptop. That's my great. my triangle. I'm I'm sorry. I make that mistake all the time. Well, don't sit one. on Ryan's laptop. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. But yeah, if you if you had if you had someone in mind who could uh, replace Lucifer, uh, you could if uh, you could sway the audience into um, you know throwing their throwing their collective weight behind that that demon, um, it it might work. It might work. <clears throat> With my with my sniff the wind roll, is there anybody that jumps out at me? I jumps out at me as as a heir apparent. Um, you're you you also notice that uh, the three um, well there are there are a couple of uh lords of hell who are kind of aloof from the whole party uh them them being um Lucifer Bale and another one who you haven't uh you haven't really interacted with yet um but it would you would probably want it to be one of them because uh, they are his they are his generals mm-hmm. um okay Everyone, everyone else, you you kind of reason it out that uh, you know the generals all have their all have their legions that they command. Um, anyone, anyone beneath that level would um, would would have a tough time, you know, getting getting past them. Um, the the generals themselves wouldn't necessarily support a, a coup d'etat by one of the other generals uh, and, and might work to undermine it, but if, if it was clear that that was the way the, the, the mob was going, they, they would at, at very least uh, do what they could to depose Satan and uh, try to grab as much power as they could in the in the ensuing chaos. Okay. I I would just like to say I think trying to depose Satan is a very bad idea. I mean, you could always rally the troops for the war against heaven. 
That's the other option. That's not a good idea either. No, it's not. But what if we what if we rallied the troops for patience? I don't know. Then Satan will be mad and he won't let us go. Yeah. This is our best option. I know. <laughs> it's just a terrible, terrible option. Um, do you do you guys want to have uh, meet back up in in Uncle Jay's ca- uh, carriage so that you can have this discussion in character? Sure. Well, Jasmine, I, I spoke to Timble, and uh, he has <clears throat> his experience here has changed him quite a bit. But I managed to convince him not to interfere with the show. Uh, you are just going to have to accept his challenge to a dice game when we. Actually, I suppose you wouldn't have to accept it. Oh, that's a that's a good loophole, too. Well, he's going to challenge you to a dice game. Whether or not you accept it, this is up to you. But for control of the for control of the circus, I gave him magical fated dice. I honestly I'm not sure exactly how they're going to play out. I think it will not work out in his favor, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. <sighs> we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I'm more concerned with uh, getting out with our lives and souls intact at the moment. Yes, as long as he's not going to interfere. What about you, Prince Paul? Have you found anything out? Prince Paul? <laughs> Did we lose Hello? the video dance? I think the poor lad has contracted lockjaw. Oh my. I have a pill for it, but I couldn't get it in his mouth. <laughs> Do you have it in suppository form? <laughs> no, unfortunately. Well, I suppose I should just talk then because he's <laughs> not. <laughs> You know, while while you do that, I'll work on creating a suppository for Prince Paul. While you tell us what you found. So, I think that, uh, as I've said, I'm very sorry for getting us into this situation. I think I've overplayed my hand, and uh, I think we may be in deeper trouble than I even thought the last time we had this conversation. What makes you say that? So it seems that uh, this rallying performance is uh, to uh, rally the troops to uh, usher in, shall we say, uh, the war to end all wars. Literally, this time. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm not sure that... uh, Pleasing our patron is in anybody's best interest. Well, I should also point out that displeasing our patron is very much not in our best interest. Yeah, um, here's the thing, you know how, how, how I read the situation, you know how we often have the person say, I want you to do this, but then we decide not to do that. 
So I make a whole big thing, and I make a whole poem, a song, or whatever, angering the person that we don't want to help. I don't know if I want to write a poem angering the Dark Lord. Something about that seems off. We have to be very subtle and very careful. But, uh... It's quite a hole you've dug us in. No! Ah, oh, he's here! The suppository has worked! <laughs> Good job! <laughs> but we must never speak of that again. I looked away. I couldn't... I couldn't uh, bear to, to watch that happen. <laughs> I averted my eyes. Good. Well, what I was going to suggest is that uh, perhaps if uh, we did our best to please our patron, and by the end of the performance our patron was a different person, well then, perhaps in the ensuing chaos we could make our escape and also uh, win the... uh, Grace of um, of the ruler of hell. Are you suggesting we instigate a coup against the devil? I can't believe that I am, but yes. Oh boy! Oh, that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a fan of starting Armageddon, but. That seems like a very bad idea, too. Well, there don't seem to be many good ideas. I mean, do we know what the the timetable is for this wall? I, I mean, they've been down here for six thousand years. Are they are they going to go up tomorrow? Or are they going to give it another few centuries to get everything going? Hmm. I see your point, but uh, for that's a very, if you forgive me. A mortal way of looking at things. Well, it does tend to be how I look at, you know, everything. When you do get to the the golden, the pearly gates of heaven, though, do you really want a bunch of uh, interlopers knocking down your door? <sighs> well, not particularly, but I think it's a matter again, of picking the least. Bad idea. What, what if our what if our performance uh, cautioned or uh, not cautioned, but uh, was about was about patience and and waiting uh, and a story about uh, two generals, one who was uh, I- I- rash and and ran off to fight a battle that they felt they could win but knew they couldn't, and they're repelled from the walls of their enemy's fortress, and then. Another general, a cunning general, who waits and bides their time, waiting for the perfect moment to strike. Uh, you, you know, let them know that the war is still coming, but they have to wait until their general, Lucifer, the, the general, would, uh, would you know, tell them that this is the moment, that they, they need to still rally behind him because he knows what's best. We'd have to overcome Lucifer's pride. Well, that that would be in part order of, to see, can, 
we we make it we make it seem like the the six thousand years that they've been down here is part of the plan that they're that that Lucifer has you know a grand scheme, and this is part of it that they have to wait for the perfect moment to strike, otherwise they'll they're doomed to failure. My concern is that that would um, counter countermand the Lucifer's order to rally the troops and simply mollify them, and then he would be infuriated with us. We ain't yeah, gonna win in a fight against the devil. This, this ain't like the guy last time who uh he got mad and that was that was the end of it. This one gets mad. There's this there's, there's really no end of it. Well, then what if instead of rallying the troops, we rally Lucifer? I mean, yes, Lucifer wanted us to rally the troops, but it, would it be the first time we do a performance where we make the our patron change their mind about something? What what if we what if we uh, try to turn Lucifer away from his his plan to attack heaven? And you think that that is an easier thing to do than to light this powder keg? These uh, demons, these uh, lords and ladies and dukes and generals are poised to snap at each other like vipers. Yes. I feel... But instead, instead of trying to convince hundreds or thousands of demons... We convince one demon to turn. If they then see that Lucifer is weak or ineffectual, then, well, they, being demons, would probably be able to sense weakness and and do it. But it wouldn't be on us. We appease Lucifer by changing his opinion and probably cause a personnel change in hell, which... As you said, in the ensuing chaos, we could use to escape. And if there is no ensuing chaos, well, then Lucifer would be happy and allow us to leave. (sighs) I'm going to do something that I rarely ever do. I'm going to ask for opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Don't all speak up at once. Well, hearing none, I assume that means that my idea is perfect. (laughs) I, uh, I just don't think it's, uh... Oh, no, wait. Did the suppository not work? I shall prep (laughs) another. (laughs) I just don't think it's going to be a very easy thing to, you know, kind of change the devil's minds, uh... Uh, to take, uh, make someone else take over. I don't know. I mean, I'm in a little over my head. I think. I'm in a little over my turnip. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! You should have said that! 
Um, well, I, I will remind you guys that you guys do have your circus does have power, so you can affect individuals. Uh, you can you can affect the whole audience, uh, inspiring them to to largesse or to some uh, to some action. Uh, you can you can even uh, call upon the place itself to express its true nature. I don't know what effect that would have in hell, uh, but it would be interesting to find out. Um, I also the have question a is. Oh, I, I I can I can say that too. Like, if this is if you guys really want to go all out on this, I think you do have uh, boons and wishes and and stuff to use from uh, all of the all of the folks yes. who you've interacted with. You know, over the over the course of the whole campaign, that you can bring into play. I think I, I, um, the Goblin King is beholden to me because I made the people love him. Yeah. And the Queen, the Fairy Queen, owes me a favor. Um, so you can, you can leverage those, those boons however you see fit, um, if you can think of a way to make them useful or relevant. Doesn't Reginald have a storm? Uh, well, she's a friend, but she's not here. But I do have a wish, because uh, I helped Johnny Tillman, the beekeeper. He said he would give me a wish of anything that I wanted. So, yeah. Um, you can you can certainly bring that into play. Um, I, I will say... I, I was hoping that we could wrap this up in one session, but this doesn't seem to be a one-session game because it's ten yeah. to midnight. Yeah. Um, do you, Do you guys want to want to call session and and think about it and uh, either if we want to just do it next week, uh, just to wrap things up, we can do that. Or if uh, you can you can think about how you might want to leverage your your boons. Uh, and and what plan you actually want to uh, enact? Uh, I <laughs> personally, I I did not I did not foresee that uh, you would want to uh, depose Lucifer, but uh, I am I am happy to run that game. We're full of surprises. Well, I mean, I don't. Hopefully, want to we can get that Lucifer. suppository working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my wish. I wish for a suppository to help Paul. <laughs> Seriously, James, are you alive? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Um, yeah, so why don't we call it, and then we could take some time to think about what we're going to do. Okay. Because um, I, I, we, we tended, uh, we seem to go into one of those endless uh, debate planning scenes, so. Maybe we, let's have that discussion off mic and, uh, you know, we'll come back next week and you guys can, uh, you know, have a better idea of how you want to have this work. Um, so that was uh, that was one hell of a finale. Part one. Um, thoughts, comments, questions, suggestions, anything you'd like to see more of or less of or anything of that nature. No, I liked it. It's a good uh, yeah. conundrum about what we're going to yeah. do.
More Scipio Halloran, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely need more Scipio Halloran. What if we depose Lucifer with Scipio Halloran? That's a good idea. Oh, I'm, I'm on board for that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, you you could always uh, you could always leverage two of the greatest human generals in history uh, to to help create who who have been who have been forced to fight each other for the demons' amusement. Uh, but they don't to, know they've been doing that on an endless terms because they get their memories wiped. I, I feel like they're they're reminded when they get invited to the party afterwards. Oh, so it's never the same strategy, so they can change up their their ideas. Yeah, well, um, like w- was it Neil who said it, uh, or or uh, Amriel? Uh, sometimes Hannibal wins, but she preferred. <laughs> it was it was Amriel. Uh, sometimes sometimes uh, Hannibal wins, but she prefers it when Scipio Africanus wins because she gets to see. Uh, she has to see him almost win. All right, so we take, we end it, and then we figure out what we're gonna do about the devil. Yeah, hoop. Uh, it, it, it's simple. We just challenge him to a fiddle ratch, and we just beat him. <laughs> yeah, there is also that. No one has mentioned the possibility of a fiddle contest in this entire game. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, um, uh, unfortunately, music is not one of the things that I could partake in as uh, as in the truth. So, sorry. Well, but you can build a bridge to someone who can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to build a bridge to Johnny up in the overworlds and tell him in to Georgia. come down to hell. <laughs> well, well, yeah. How else are we going to win in a fiddle match? None of us can play a fiddle. Although one of my places as the tried. messenger is that I'm always there with practical facts or the wild notion that just might work. Oh, it's a wild idea, but it just might it's a wild work. idea, but it just might work. <laughs> that makes me think of Futurama. Wouldn't a gold fiddle weigh hundreds of pounds and sound horrible? <laughs> <laughs> Benzer, oh, can't okay. you skate faster? I could if you would drop the gold fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry. All right. Uh, well, uh, we're still I'm, recording, so I will. I, yeah. I'm the host here, so I'll take us out. Uh, anyone have anything they want to say before we stop? Oh, uh, uh, Why aren't they will thoughts? <laughs>